Welcome to Talking Heads on USA Global TV, starring the one and only wonderful Dr. Jacqueline. It's a prestigious place where world-class influencers and experts meet, and where you'll find the most trusted advisors and coaches for all things in life and business. Visit usaglobaltv.com to sign up for our newsletter, get the value you need, and be first in line to learn about events and giveaways and other valuable content. Connect with us. Email Dr. Jacqueline at usaglobaltv.com to talk about how you can become part of USA Global TV. That's USA Global TV, where the doctor is always in. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for being with us today on USA Global TV and radio. Wherever you are in the world, welcome. I'm Dr. Jacqueline Kerbeck. I'm the president, founder, and chief listening officer here at our network. Our show today is The Art of Creating Mental Health Wealth. And wow, all you have to do is pick up any type of media a publication and you'll see something about mental health. It is spreading across the world. The fact that we need to pay attention to our mental health. Today's topic is quite interesting because it's something that I struggle with almost my entire life. It is about our weight. It's about dieting. It's about that obsession with counting calories and not really enjoying our life because we're so worried about our size and our shape and how many calories is this this and how many grams for that and so on and so forth. It just gets to be crazy. So we're going to explore that topic a little more with our fabulous guests. Let us welcome first the star of our show. It's Janetta Barry and the Epiphany Process. Welcome. Hello, everybody. Again, wonderful to be back. Lovely to be with you as well, Dr. Jacqueline. And I'm really inspired to have our guest today. She'll give us a lot of food for thought. <laughs> yes, I'm super excited to have her with us as well, because as I mentioned in the intro, it's something that I've really struggled with. Um, and I shared with you just briefly, I've got to start this whole regime of steroids. And the first thing, I mean, literally days obsessing about weight gain and what I'm going to do so I don't gain weight. And it just, it, it becomes crazy. And I know there are other people out there who struggle with eating disorders and with uh, self-image problems as it relates to our body and our food. So what are your thoughts about this, Janetta? Is something that you've ever had uh, an issue with? Oh, yeah, I've I've had an issue. Sarah knows this. I've had an issue with it all my life. No, that's not true. Uh, from the time I, I hit puberty, I was a skinny stick insect before that. Um, and my weight has always yo-yoed backwards and forwards. And um, as you and I were talking some weeks ago, Dr. Jacqueline, I've noticed that as I've gone into my 60s, not only my weight, but my shape of my body has changed too, which is, is, is an adaptation in itself. And being happy about that and content is one of the things I've been working on for some time now. So yeah, yo-yoing with weight has been a part of my life. And I think a lot of people battle with it. Yeah, thanks for your transparency and your honesty about that. I appreciate it. My body started changing. I mean, obviously changing all along. But uh, when I turned 55 and then 57, I was like, whoa, what is going on? And I gave up so many things, as you know, caffeine, sugar, alcohol, I'm doing intermittent fasting 16 hours. I was up to 33 hours the other day and I lost 10 pounds. I'm like, yes, I finally am where I want to be. And now I have to go on steroids. So it's kind of like just plays a number on your head where you just feel like you can never be at peace, right? Yeah, no, it, it can do. And it's it's learning how to, I've come to the acceptance that there, there are times I put on weight depending on what I'm dealing with stress-wise and times where it falls off me. And before it was always having to control it. And um, I just allow the weight to come on and off now and, and not judge it anymore. Um, but we'll be talking more with Sarah about all of that a little bit later. And I'm re really looking forward to it. Um, so perhaps let's bring our, our guest forward. And, and as I introduce you to her, I have to say I've known Sarah now. I was thinking about it this morning. It's about 11, 12 years that Sarah and I have been friends. 
and I met Sarah in a reverse role where she interviewed me on radio whilst I was visiting my mum in Africa and uh, uh, we, we never looked back. I just loved her personality and the way she approached things and being a hypnotherapist is is really very special and we, we held each other's hands in from time to time also through through the, the um, uh, COVID lockdown we had. Um, so it's been a very special journey with Sarah. And, and the reason why she was interviewing me, of course, is all about health and uh, being a healthy person. She did my uh, dealing with Jenny's loss. She herself with all the work she does, because Sarah is a certified hypnotherapist and she's trained as a specialist at the National Center for Eating Disorders in the UK. So she really knows her onions. I'm really coming up with all these cliches, but she really does know her onions. And she's the author. And I love this. When Sarah was writing her book, Stop Overeating When you, All You Want Is Sex, um, she and I met up from time to time, and it was just such an honor and privilege to to read through one of the first uh, reads of that book. And I think it's a great book. I really highly recommend you read it. And it's a guide to breaking free from emotional eating and getting your most intimate needs met. And uh, she has a practice in Harley Street. It's the same practice that I practice at when I'm in London and where for over 20 years she's helped thousands of clients to get out of punishing addiction cycles and begin to enjoy the happiness and fulfillment that they really truly deserve. So Dr. Jacqueline, our viewers, our listeners, welcome Sarah Ellis. Hi Sarah, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Wonderful to be here. I, I love talking on this subject. So any opportunity I get, thank you so much. It's an You're absolute so pleasure. Yeah, especially as we were just talking, it's something that's plagued me for my whole life, really. And uh, just in speaking to a number of women, I'm not saying it doesn't happen with men, but there are many women across the world that go through this I'm not good enough. I'm not the right shape. I'm not the right size. And uh, let me punish myself by eating more. Let me starve myself. Let me work my work out. So I'm almost ready to pass out. It's just this crazy cycle. What is it that got you interested in this area? My own journey. I, I grew up in the seventies when everything was about dieting and, and losing weight. It was very much in the consciousness um and like a lot of people i grew up watching charlie's angels and they they were my earliest model of what beautiful women should look like and they are very beautiful women i'm not i'm not disputing that but they were very thin and there really wasn't any representation of women in not skinny bodies on TV or in magazines. And so I grew up with seeing those as being the, the most beautiful women, the most sassy women, the women that we wanted to emulate. And it, it had a massive impact on my psyche. And Janetta, you said that you didn't hit any problems until puberty because you were a skinny kid. Well, I was quite a slim kid. I was a slim kid. And I can remember at about, I don't, I'm not sure exactly when, around nine, um, being in the queue for lunch at school and saying to the dinner lady, I'm not having dessert today. I'm watching my weight. <laughs> and I, I must have heard, heard that in the community around me. And, um, you know, picked up on it, even though <laughs> there was nothing wrong with me. So um, it, it starts quite early, the conditioning. And my journey was that, as I said, I was perfectly OK, hit teenage years and started um, with, with my friends talking about diets and, and getting into silly diets. And, and that was it. 
from there on, I'd say from mm, about the age of 14, I I was yo-yo dieting, uh, trying silly diets. Very good word you use, Dr. Jacqueline, punishing. And I couldn't sustain them. And then, of course, I would binge. So for all those years, I was on a cycle of either being very skinny and dieting or binging and being overweight. And I got to my late 20s and I said, I am not going to do this to my body again. Please show me a way out of this. And as we all know, when we ask the universe, it's shown to us. And I, I came across some books that helped me address the psychological and emotional reason why I was overeating. And so my journey is that I want to show other people how to do that. Brilliant. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing your own story with us. That really means a lot. And I'm wondering, and, and this is for Jeanette as well, as we look at the traditional television or streaming services across the world, have we seen a big change in terms of representation of women and different body types? Have we seen anything substantial that gives us empowerment that, okay, I don't have to be that stick figure like in Charlie's Angels? Jeanetta, we can't hear you for some reason. Oh, because I'd muted myself. There was a bird hitting the window. Um, actually, Sarah and I were talking about this uh, uh, earlier this week. And Sarah, I thought your example of a TV series that I absolutely love and was mortified when it came to the end of all the series. It was like, no, 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 it has to carry on. And that was, uh, This Is Us. Sarah, do you want to, to share a little bit of your thoughts on, on This Is Us and that TV series? Yes, I would. Thank you. And, and who doesn't love that show, This Is Us? Uh, and what I was talking to Janetta was about was uh, one of the stars of that, the actress Chrissy Metz. I absolutely love her. And I think it's a brilliant portrayal of a woman that is overweight so what she has a lot going on for her and the program doesn't shy away from the issue it does touch upon it her weight and some issues around overeating but it, it's not the main thing it's it's not anywhere near the main thing about her she has a lot going on for her she has lots of talent she has a great career she has a partner that loves her and what I was saying to Janetta was that I I saw something on YouTube about Chrissy Metz. It was, I think it was a picture of her at a, um, some awards ceremony or something. And she looked really amazing. And I went to the comments section and lots of people were saying, stop saying she's beautiful. This is unhealthy. She looks so morbidly obese she could die from this it's not healthy to be overweight and I thought we don't see these comments about really skinny people in the media and I know for a fact because this is my job I see people day in day out a lot of them are actresses models singers dancers and they go to incredible extremes to maintain that skinniness. They are not well at all, which is why they end up in my office. And people do not comment. You will see a picture. I mean, I, I don't want to mention any names, but you will see a picture of somebody very, very emaciated and unhealthy looking on the red carpet or, uh, you know, in some picture. And everybody is saying how beautiful they are, how gorgeous they are, this is something that we should be aiming for. They are held up as the epitome of beauty. And, uh, and I just think it's a, a strange irony that there we have someone like Chrissy, who I think is incredibly beautiful. She might be unhealthy. I don't know. I'm not her doctor. I haven't done any tests. So she's looking really beautiful, but people feel the need to comment on her weight, but they don't about really skinny underweight people mm, very interesting even even the ones that aren't really skinny that are very apparently anorexic or or whatever 
there'll be a comment where you, you just look and you go, you know, that arm is just a little bit too thin. And often you'll get uh, so-and-so looking so well. Or they've put on a bit of weight and they go, you know, she was looking so well and now she's, she. I wonder what's happened to make her put this extra weight on. And that comes up quite a lot as well. Have you noticed that? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that being morbidly obese must have a strain on one's organs, especially the heart and the lungs. But what I've noticed with Chrissy is that she literally looks so comfortable in her skin. She gets in, in front of that camera and she just plays her part and from time to time did talk about her weight. But it, And the weight was always an issue in the backstories of being a child and what caused that weight issue. And I think she's an amazing role model. Um, what's your thoughts, Sarah? in terms of role modeling and how does one step forward as a, a very obese person and become a role model in day-to-day -day life? Would you have an idea of what to do or what to say well, to someone? I think she, she is my absolute favorite. I think she is doing it brilliantly. I love Lizzo. However, I think it's too at the forefront that she talks about her... Uh, body confidence or, or you know body positivity uh she there again lizzo there is a woman who is incredibly talented let's talk about that adele she lost some weight great if she's happy doing that great can we talk about the incredible talent she has the fact that she's has million selling records that other thing that she's a mother that, that there are great things she does in the world Chrissy for me is a wonderful example and I've heard her say this there are other things to be talking about not it's not just about the weight she has she's a talented actress she has a great career she's also a, a very talented singer and she has other things going on she's very intelligent she, as you mentioned, she had a, a, oh no, sorry, you mentioned the, um, the backstory in the, in This Is Us. No, but also she had a challenging childhood, which is where the, the issues around some of the food manifested. She's overcome that. She has an amazing career. Can we be talking about that? I don't want to be talking about people's weight. Yeah. So I have to be honest, I must be the only person who hasn't seen this show. I haven't seen This Is Us. I've heard amazing things, but I've never seen it. But I guess a question that I have is just around this entire conversation is where is the line between when you go for your blood tests or you weigh in and you speak to your doctor and how are you feeling? What's going on with your life? And, and, you're great. You're in great shape. We'll see you next year versus, well, those scales have been tipping up and we're looking at your blood work and this is high and that's high. And we need, you know, we think that you should start cutting back this side or the other and start counting your grams of sugar. Where does that line, where's that line drawn between when we're healthy, according to what the, the measurements are in the medical industry and when we're obsessing and going too far? Who's the question for? Is that for me? It's for you. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that, yes, of course, we all want to be healthy. And as I said, I'm not a medical doctor. I'm, I'm more a head doctor, although I do know about nutrition. Obviously, that's part of my job. I think that we're all aiming to be healthy. And however, lots of people look healthy but they're not. And I honestly believe the most important thing is to be taking care of your mental health and your, your psychological health. That is going to inform a lot about what is going on in your body. And lots of illnesses, the, the precursor to them is psychological problems. So why on earth are 
is that not touched upon? When I go to the doctor and, and I have um, my, my blood tests and I grudgingly get on the scales because I don't believe in weighing myself, but, but they ask me to. When I go and have all those things, the doctor never asks me about my mental health, never. So I think that we need to be focusing more on mental health ra rather than obsessing about, um, you know, what, what doctors say, oh, okay, so your cholesterol is okay. I know lots of people that their cholesterol is, is fine, I can see that they're heading for trouble with their health because they, they're angry, they're stressed, they're not sleeping enough. Does that answer the question? Yes, yes, it definitely does. Thank you. Jeanette, anything you want to add to that? Yeah, in fact, I, I wanted to add, because I touched on it, uh, on this at the, at the beginning of the program, that Sarah and I... Um, we communicated quite a lot and we even managed to meet up uh, during the COVID lockdown when there was a bit of an easing and it was just so wonderful to be able to do that in UK whilst I was there. And um, one of the things is we did a, a swap. I did my process with her and she did some hypnotherapy for me because I just found I was ballooning as a lot of people did during COVID, I was just going like this, and I and I wasn't particularly different in my lifestyle. So I I knew that it it would be helpful. You now you can do so much work on yourself, but it's so helpful to have somebody else. So we we did a swap, we did a trade swap, and um, that is when I came to the realization that I'm always yo-yoing because that's part of the the give and take and how you can uh, maintain it and allow a bit of weight and a bit of loss and how much of my weight gain and loss was to do with my um, emotional side. It, it's almost like we, uh, and I'm, I'm sure Sarah, you'll, you'll be able to endorse this. We process our food differently when we're in a certain frame of mind. And I noticed that after Jenny died, I went to, to Spain and I had six weeks with my best friend in Spain a year after she died. And uh, I, the weight just fell off me because it went on like you won't believe when she did die. And, and I was, in fact, I was eating more. And, and I realized it then. And then being able to have a session with Sarah made me realize it again, that it's not the weight putting on, it's how I'm processing that food as I'm eating it, perhaps eating slower. Have you found that, Sarah, that eating slower is helpful to the metabolism and processing food? Have you ever yes. noticed anything like that? Yeah? Absolutely. I think and a I... lot of us gobble it down, going, num, 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 what am I going to do now? <laughs> 90% of my clients say that this is a problem and I have a few rules and one of them is I, I tell them no eating a sandwich at your desk while you're checking emails. <laughs> yeah, it, it's very, very common and it's it's one of the things that I noticed when I lived in France. Uh, I don't know um, where I'm assuming that you'll have viewers all over the world uh, and for those that haven't spent a lot of time in France. In France, you cannot buy anything in a shop at lunchtime <laughs> or early afternoon because they have these long lunches, long leisurely lunches, and it's really wonderful. And they make it a priority. Now, coming from London, where everything is go, go, go. Uh, I found this infuriating. I would I would go to the, the shop and well, the store, as you call it. I'm aware I've got to be bilingual because Americans say store. Um, I would go to the store and uh, to buy something and it would be closed and it would say not open till 3 p.m. And I would be thinking, what, what are you doing? I, I need to buy this thing. But I realize that it's absolutely great what they do. They prioritize their, their health and eating slowly because it's so important. And exactly as you said, Janetta, how 
we process and metabolize the food is very important. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Uh, I was just going to share, and this could be a one-off for another episode that you could join us. I run a support group for the Crohn's Colitis Foundation, and the people in the group are obviously struggling with autoimmune disease and are frequently put on steroids. And to your earlier comment about mental health, what I find people will share is not only do they have the disease and the pain and everything that goes with it, but now they have the weight gain and they're ballooning. They've got the moon face and they're swollen. And so it affects their mental health. And so I'm just wondering, and again, this could be for another episode, but how, when people are on steroids or when their doctor has ordered X, Y, and Z, and they are gaining weight, how do you still feel good about yourself knowing that you're doing what it is you need to do for your health? And that hopefully at some point the weight will come back off. Like what, how do you mentally stay present with what the task at hand is? Yeah, that's a great question. And the key is to know that your worth is not linked to, to how much weight you have or, or even really how you look. I mean, obviously we all uh, like to look our, our best. However, I, I think that we need to be living in a world where we realize that we are so much more than numbers on a scale or the size or, or as you mentioned, Dr. Jack, Jacqueline, some, you know, a few pounds on the face or some swelling on the face. And, and what I say in my book is that I have come across people in my life, I'm sure that you both have as well, who are not the stereotypically beautiful or handsome people but they have this amazing charisma and uh the actor Do uh dustin hoffman i i read uh an article where somebody was a, a a director on a film with him many years ago when he was a young actor and this director said i i never had lunch with dustin in a a diner when he didn't get the phone number of the hottest waitress in there. Now, this is this short, five foot nothing little guy with a big nose and buck teeth. You know, he isn't the, the Hollywood tall, dark, handsome, but he had this amazing charisma and, and just believed in himself. And, and I've known people, I've known women like that, that guys fall at their feet and they aren't the supermodels. And uh, so I would say it's more about uh, our energy and what we give off. And, and if we're feeling great, then, and you know, we've all had these things thrown at us. I mean, you're mentioning the, with the steroids that the, the moon face and the face can change. I mean, I went through the challenge of the menopause and, and, and all the changes that go with that and thinking, well, I'm showing up in the world differently now. I'm uh, whatever you want to call it, an older, older woman. Um, and I had to go through that. And I, I did not let it define me. I, I decided I'm going to walk in the world with as much self-love and as much confidence as I ever had. Wow. Thank you. There's so many points there that you really hit their spot on. I love when I see someone who's not the typical tall, dark and handsome, or even the gorgeous woman and the way they carry themselves. I think, oh my goodness, look at the level of confidence that that person has. I wish I had one iota of that amount of confidence because you really can tell. And then on the other side, we were talking about this on another show. If you go to any of the social media sites, definitely Instagram, you're going to see many women, and I'm just going to put in my opinion, that are basically selling themselves in one way or another, putting themselves in provocative lingerie and in these, in these poses. And we've interviewed some of them, I think maybe three, and they hate themselves. 
their self-esteem is a zero, but yet they have to bring attention to themselves because they hate them. It's like this cycle. And then they have a bad relationship with food as well. So it's great to know, Sarah, that there's someone out there like you who is an expert in this area who can help people. Yes, absolutely. And I I agree with everything that you said. And I I have to laugh because I had a, a client once and she was, uh, you know, quite, quite a, a famous performer but again she wasn't the uh she didn't have a lot of the accoutrements that you would think you know she wasn't the 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 really tall skinny um cheekboned and and I remember it was so funny once she said to me um I don't really wear a lot of makeup unless I'm going to seduce a man She and honestly, that woman is knockout, knockout, and she doesn't listen to any of the the societal uh, demands of you should be this way. You know, if you want to be uh, successful, you have to have this, that, or the other. Uh, so, so yeah, I would just like like everybody that's tuned into this to know that, as you said, Dr. Jacqueline, and, and I've seen a lot of uh, models, singers, performers, these people are on the cover of magazines and they're saying, I'm ugly. I And they will point out to some feature that I never would have noticed. You know, they'll say, oh, I, I'm, I'm really ugly. I, I've, got, I've got bigger ears or, you know, I, I hate my <laughs> whatever it is or... Um, Yes. So, so yes, uh, a lot of those people that are held up to be uh, the, the example of what we're meant to be aiming for and, and sometimes even selling these products like makeup or, or uh, creams and potions that we're meant to be buying that will make us look better and then we'll supposedly feel better. They, they don't feel very good about themselves. No, you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah, thanks. Janetta. Yeah, that, that, that's a, a very good uh, extension to what we're talking about is the beauty industry. Mm. And there's another endorsement that you're, you're not allowed to have wrinkles and lines. Mm. You're not allowed to be this, that and the other because all the time you're getting the messages that this will reverse everything. It will make you look years younger. And, and here's an example. Again, if I go back to when I lost Jen, uh, people were saying I aged 10 years in weeks. I looked 10 years uh, older just through that grieving process. And then when I started working on myself, everybody was saying, but you, you're shining a light. Your eyes are shining and you look so much younger. And I believe one can reverse the aging, not by getting rid of wrinkles, but you shine a light. There's a light that comes out of you when your heart is open and you're able to embrace all that is and isn't working, that light shines. And, and I, obviously I don't shine that light all the time. There are times where I'm really going, ah, and taking deep breaths. But it's about learning how to bring that light up more and more often and you immediately shine differently, younger, younger energy, all there. And it's all part of the same thing as the eating side as well. Would you agree, Sarah? Yes, 100%. And uh, part of my journey and, and why I got into what I do and, and why I wrote the book was because I said that I, I came across uh, ways to help me address the, the psychological reason of why I was overeating. And something that I discovered through those books was methods that I could feel really, really good. And I, exactly as you just said, Janetta, I started to really radiate and glow. And my, my friends would make jokes about it. They would say, Sarah, we go into a nightclub and you, you, don't, you don't get a 
for a drink at the bar you you don't even get to the bar and a guy is <laughs> a guy is asking you if you want to drink they were all laughing because i all of a sudden had this glowing radiant attractive magnetic quality that i didn't have before so you know because somebody might say oh well you know big deal you you were young you were a pretty girl you were going to get guys talking to you but i didn't have it before i didn't have it before i did all these techniques that i talk about which exactly as you said janetta doing the inner work when you do the inner work you start to glow Yes. yes. And I, I think another thing which you and I practice when we're in London together um, and we've been out to dinner often, either you and me alone or, or with Ellen or, or whoever, is a sense of humour too. When when you can laugh at yourself and, and the world and its funniness, that lightens up things. And I really do believe that helps. Uh, uh, the way we eat and, and the way we see ourselves as well. And that, that's what I've always so loved uh, when when I'm with friends like you, where we can just go, you know, that is so funny. Um, in fact, we've been doing it a, a woman's prerogative a lot in, in, in recent months, Dr. Jacqueline, where it's just been about being light and bubbly. Uh, sometimes serious subjects are necessary. But I do believe that when you can laugh at yourself and uh, the world at large, that brings in the light too and helps those eating disorders. I agree. That's so important. And, and Sarah, I can think of maybe 10 different shows that you could come back and enlighten us because there's so much more to talk about. But one thing I really want to get into just to touch on, because I think it's really important, especially what I've been reading about in the news accidental suicides, planned suicides, young people in their 20s and 30s in the music industry, in the entertainment industry. And I know unrelated to that, when I was growing up, I was told by one of my family members, you can never be too rich or too thin. And I have always had that inside me that you have to be a certain weight or nobody's going to love you. And as much work as I do on myself, I realize how crazy that is. But as a parent, I'm not a parent, but for parents who are out there raising children, what is the message to communicate so that children don't have to think they have to look like somebody or act like somebody to be comfortable in their own skin? Any insights on that, Sarah? Yeah, great question. And funnily enough, it's something that comes up a lot with my clients. They say, oh, my gosh, my eight-year-old daughter said to me, mommy, am I fat? You know, <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, that's a great question. And what I tell them is that kids are going to model what you do. So if you're obsessing, if you're picking up something and looking at the calories and obsessing about it, they're going to pick up on that. Or if you are hating on your body, you know, saying, oh, I, I can't wear that. I look terrible. They're going to pick up on it. So that's one thing. You have to be aware of what you're modeling to them. And also, I think, find things. Oh, I saw a brilliant um, clip of Pink, the performer, saying that her daughter said to her, uh, she was small, I think sort of seven-ish, said to her, uh, mommy, I'm the ugliest girl I know. I'm the ugliest girl in the class. I look like a boy or, or something like that. And Pink just whoo, went right through, you know, got all these pictures of all different types of women that, that looked beautiful. Some had short hair, some were were bigger some were tall some were short so all these different women not just the the main you know disney princesses or the the main performers like like i don't know britney spears or whoever sorry i'm not up on who the young ones are nowadays but but they don't change they all look like how britney spears looked you know that that very slim certain type um and, and she went through and said, look, these are all beautiful, amazing, powerful women. So that, that would be my advice. Give 
children, lots of different examples of people that are doing amazing things in the world, whether they're athletes or performers or, um, you know, doing amazing things, you know, Kamala Harris or whoever, you know, doing great things in the world. That, that's what, that would be my advice. That's great direction. Thank you so much. And I yeah. just want to change touch the on role model. Of, yeah, exactly. Um, speaking of role models, I just wanted to touch on one thing. And I don't know if you've seen this over in the UK, but here in the States, there's a, a show that's been on for 20 plus years. And now they have three of this type of show that's on every Thursday night. I'm not going to go into it. Law and something. Anyway, one of the main characters, a, a man very attractive in great shape. He actually posed in People Magazine recently and was talking about the fact that he likes to be naked and he works out naked. He rides his Peloton bike naked. He lifts weights naked. He's doing yoga by the pool naked. And I thought to myself how incredible it was that they had all these shots of him with, you know, his area with the black bar or whatever. And I thought if a woman did that, I mean, would they actually have a woman on People Magazine talking about working out naked? And I thought I would be mortified. Like I would feel so, I would hate myself to, to think working out naked because I just the body image I have. And I thought maybe that's a great thing that a guy comes forward and says, yeah, this is what I'm doing. And, and maybe we should celebrate that. I don't know. What are your thoughts, Sarah? Uh, unusual, <laughs> uh, great, great, good for him. And I think you touched on something very important. I don't know if you saw all the publicity around a, a film with Emma Thompson recently. Um, I forget the name of it, but, but she's a, a middle-aged woman and she hires a, a young male escort. And, and that is, centers a lot around how she doesn't feel great about her body, and she eventually does. And in an interview, Emma Thompson said something like, it, it's really difficult to just stand naked in front of a mirror and look at yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 So um, that, that doesn't really answer the question. Sorry. What do I think about that? I think it's wonderful that he does that. Personally, it's a bit cold in England. I, I want to be wearing some clothes. <laughs> He's probably in sunny LA or <laughs> somewhere warm. Yes. Well, yeah. So I just thought that it was interesting that somebody feels that confident in themselves. And I kind of was like, wow, I don't think I've ever felt that confident in myself where I could do that. So I was just bringing that up as another perspective of how somebody looks at themselves and feels about their body. Janetta, you're a mute can't hear you. I, I think you brought up a really good point there. Because, uh, again, I think there's a division between a man doing that and a woman doing that. And the judgment that comes with it can affect a woman quite, quite severely. Um, it, it's kind of like a man gray at the temples is super sexy. A woman gray at the temples, mm, well, she's past it. It's got that same connotation. And it would be so lovely as we talk more and more about these in shows like this, where we can move that perception that oh, a man can and a woman can't. A man can be, a woman can't be. And they're all connected to those eating disorders, I'm sure, of, of, of that as well. Yeah, I agree. So, Sarah, if you could touch on this before we close out, we've had a number of people on this platform talking about longevity and what we need to do to live longer and our perception about food. And instead of food being part of entertainment, hey, let's all get together for this great dinner. It's about food being fuel food being sustenance. And I've gone down this second path. And I have to say, I'm not that happy <laughs> because I miss eating a lot of the wonderful things in life. And I feel like I've just punished myself and there's no award. There's no one going, hey, congratulations. You get the award for giving up the most. So how, how do we look at food and keep it in from a mental health perspective between entertainment and fuel? 
getting together with people and eating or eating what I need to give my body what it needs. Okay. Well, um, I, there is not a culture in the world that doesn't gather around food and have, have that as part of the culture. Um, and, and also, you know, there are all the, the celebrations that we have that are around food. And I think that that's a really good thing. I lived in France. They life revolves around food. You you don't see overweight French women very rarely. So I don't think that that is the problem. I would hate to see people and and they take great pleasure from food. By the way, uh, listen, I'm going to sum it up with this. I, I had a client say to me that she had bought this really awful spread to put on. Uh, in a sandwich or on some toast and it was a, a low calorie and it was 50 calories and I said how did it taste you know I knew what she was going to say and she said well what do you think 50 calories taste like and I said have you ever had a, a slice of fresh mango I think that it's not an either or it's I think that we can be eating enjoying food you using it as a part of bonding with people and having wonderful times and being healthy. I think where we're going wrong is the um, so much, uh, they're not even food, I call them frankenfoods that are in our society that, that we're eating a lot of processed foods, a lot of junk food, a lot of um, takeaway stuff, that's where we're going wrong. If we start to really reconnect with nature's bounty of all that it provides us with, the wonderful fruit and vegetables, um, I, I I don't, this time of year, is anybody going to tell me that, that butternut squash soup isn't delicious? Um, so, so that's what I think about that. Thanks so much. That's one of my favorites, by the way, butternut squash soup. I love it. Yes. Fantastic. Mine too. Well, I've really enjoyed this interview so much. And there's so much more I'd love to chat with you about. And also have you come back and talk to us about your book, read from your book for us. That would be a gift. Oh, I would love to. Yes, absolutely. Fantastic. Well, I'm going to spotlight you again. And for our friends who are listening on the radio or future time listening on a podcast, they can't read the banner. What's the best way to get in touch with you? And who would you like to contact you? Okay, well, first of all, if you're listening, and you can't see the banner, uh, my, my name is Sarah, but it doesn't have an H on it, most important. <laughs> so it's spelled S-A-R-A. -A. Um, so contact me on so I'm Sarah without an H Ellis you can find me on Facebook on Instagram I'm Sarah Hypno Guru my book is Stop Overeating When What You Want Is Sex that's available on Amazon just type in my name Sarah Ellis and and that title Stop Overeating When What You Want Is Sex um who I would like to hear from is anyone that wants to get healthy without ever doing a punishing diet again and to start enjoying life. Fantastic. And of course, we have to have you come back and talk about the whole sex element that when we really want sex and we're overeating, that's a whole other show. <laughs> yes, I, I would love to. Yeah, that's a, and, and another very um, charged topic. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Well, thank you, Absolutely. Janetta, for bringing Sarah to the platform. And I can see why you two get along so well. I'd love to hang out with the two of you. That would be fun. Oh, yeah, please do. <laughs> come come to London. Well, I know that we're all international. Um, Janetta uh, isn't here in London at the moment, but but you're very welcome. Come, come to London anytime. Please do. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. So, Sarah, we'll say goodbye temporarily for now, and we'll look forward to having you back again. Great. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Thank you again, Janetta. As I mentioned, I really oh. enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, Sarah has helped so many people uh, for years now. And uh, having just got through my marriage, which uh, Sarah watched actually on on Zoom, I, I was aware that after World Jenny's Day and that's 
stress and pressure, I ballooned. I was like, oh, my gosh, it's happened again. And now it's coming back down again. And just being able to bring Sarah into this space for me on a selfish level is, is just lovely too. And uh, I'm, I'm so glad that we can have her back and, and she can have the capacity to help so many other people. Anyway, so Dr. Jacqueline, I know we're going on to the next program, which is my Talking Heads. Yes, uh, yes. I'd love for you to up. share with people what to expect. Yeah, this week uh, I'm talking about handling the stories we run about ourselves, about other people and situations, and how so often we can run those stories for years is the truth. And then sometimes, but not always, we find out that the story was nothing like that with the other person or that situation or with even within ourselves that the way we judge ourselves and see ourselves is not entirely accurate. And so that's what I will be dealing with with the epiphany process in the next segment in the next show. And thank you. Would you like to tell people about Global Adventures as well? Yes, uh, I'm also on a little bit later. Um, uh, Global Adventures is a show that Dr. Jacqueline and I put together because I'm a great believer in, in getting around. One of the intents I set uh, after Jenny, and even after I had cancer, actually, was that I was going to be able to have these delicious adventures and don't need to be a multimillionaire to do them, even though they're multi-million uh, adventures. So Global Adventures, that's the essence of that show later today. And uh, we've got a, a, great, um, a great guest with us tonight, uh, or today, it's my tonight, who uh, also uh, has got the same mindset, very apparently, and has, has traveled the world. And so I'm looking forward to having her. We're looking forward to having her tonight, Dr. Jacqueline and I. And uh, please come and join us because it's not about where to go and where to book in. It's not a travel show. It's unusual adventures and having done things in unusual ways and manifested them in, in the most inspiring way as well. All those sort of stories we'll be sharing tonight. Yes, absolutely. I'm really looking forward to that. And, and I want to say goodbye to Sarah as well. I know she's backstage. She has to run. Sarah, you really helped me tremendously with my upcoming steroids <laughs> that I have to take. I'm looking at things differently. So thank you. And Sarah, if you could please put your Instagram account handle in the private chat so we could share that with people and they can follow you and also Facebook. That would be great. So Jeanette and I are going to say goodbye for right now, but we will be back. I'll be backstage and Jeanette will be front and center for Talking Heads. So please do stay with us. And of course, please go to our YouTube channel, USA Global TV and Radio and subscribe so that you can watch all of our programs. This one will be in the playlist, The Art of Creating Mental Health Wealth. Thanks again. Bye, everyone. Bye, Sarah. Bye, Janetta. Lots of love, everybody. Bye, love Sarah. Everyone. Bye.